to another episode of the DYM podcast, everybody. My name is Andrew Fiore. I am one of your hosts. And with me is the birthday boy. It's old <laughs> Dutchie himself. Another trip around the sun for the big cat. Happy birthday, tri- pal. <laughs> Thank you so much. Another trip for the old man around the sun. A couple <laughs> days out. A couple days out from being 43. But that's Woo! just me. Woo-wee. Uh, uh yeah, hello. Was, how are you doing, pal? How does it feel? Uh, any different? You're another Not, day older. I, I gotta be honest, older? man. Okay, so I, I, when I was like, you know, we're both over forty. We're a men of a certain age, I believe. You know, sure, and, uh, sure. And when I turned forty, I really convinced myself that felt different. I don't know why. Same here. Yeah, I really, I really was like, this feels different. But now I'm into my forties, and I'm forty three, and I'm like, there's no feeling with this. But to be honest. <laughs> I actually things are working out pretty well lately, so I'm like I feel better than I did when I was <laughs> like like last yeah. year. And also because you know we went through COVID and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, I don't feel I don't feel too bad. I feel you know it's weird to say 43. I you know I look at you know you look at yourself in pictures and shit. And you're like Jesus, I'm old. But like um, yeah, man, I I I feel basically the same for now. You know I'm I'm yeah, yeah. I'm doing all right. But yeah, so so but but you know I'm getting older and older by the day. So. Uh, yeah, but, but we, we I, both are, you know. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, uh, weird time. It's like, because I think I think we've talked about this before on the show, where like we're not, we're not adults. Like me and you, like it's like for what we do, <laughs> like men. comedy. We're not men. <laughs> we're not though. Like that rings true even more. So, and they were younger than us when they did that scene in Seinfeld. <laughs> like, like it's like we're not like when you're in when you. And I guess it's good in a way because you stay young at heart. But like, I don't know, man. It's almost like it's a time travel situation where you look at your face one day, you're like, "Oh my god, I'm old. Why don't I feel like yeah. as I don't I feel like an adult or an older person?" And there's times you do, and you get tired, whatever it is. But like, I think you know, I I don't I never think of myself as serious because we're in the comedy of uh, of uh, we're in the business of comedy. So it's like absolutely nobody we know is a serious person for the nobody has their shit together. <laughs> like there's no right structure to what we do and that gets away from you and then one day you're like now i'm 43 and then i'm gonna be homeless when i'm retired the retirement age you know that kind of thing so well as our good pal jerry seinfeld did say you know birthdays are merely symbolic of how another year has gone by and how little we've grown <laughs> funny guy huh <laughs> no matter how desperate we are that someday we will uh, a better what is this is a better self will emerge each, each flicker of the candle on the cake we know it's not to be for the rest of our sad, wretched, pathetic lives, this is who we are to the bitter end. Inevitably, irrevocably, inevitably, irrevocably, happy birthday. No such thing. <laughs> Funny guy. Um, yeah, but thank you very much. We're recording this uh, uh, a few hours before I'm going to have my yearly party that is basically an excuse to oh, the big party. Basically, an excuse for me to uh, see all my friends, especially this year. How excited are you going to be to see 
comics hanging out and drinking like it's a normal freaking year because the restrictions aren't as bad. Run home at eleven o'clock. Exactly. You've got got the whole night to get in trouble, and uh, we've got tonight. Who needs tomorrow? (laughs) We've got tonight, babe. And, Why don't uh, you, you couldn't stay? have asked for uh, two better days of weather. It's perfect outside uh, birthday party weather, man. So mm-hmm. it'll be a fun time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a good thing we're recording this before the party because tomorrow, I assume, uh, we're both going to be down for the count. We're going to be down for the count. And I have, <laughs> I, I shouldn't have booked any, tried to book any spots, but I did. Yeah, uh, but yeah it, I know. You can't. You never you can't think avoid it. You never think ahead. But it's like, it sh- I should be okay by then. But right. Who doggy? I'm a little bit worried about it. It's so funny because, like, I'm just now starting to feel like if you obviously listened to last week's episode. Last week's, I'm I was like going to ask. At 100% now, I'm like, hey, this is the first day I, like, really feel great. I'm just going to go out and destroy it all again. <laughs> just completely deplete myself again. It's like your 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 stomach acids were like, uh, it's almost like the, it's a construction site. They're like, all right, boys, good job. And then out of nowhere, yeah. a freaking bomb just goes off. <laughs> yeah, man. It's really, so I went and uh, uh, I maybe haven't updated this to the entire podcast community yet, but uh, I started, you know, boxing training with our boy Sergio Chacon. Get out of here. Yeah. I The kid, listen, the cool breeze needed to get his cardio up. I was, you know, I was walking from the couch to my bedroom and being like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, you I know, know the feeling. Which yeah, is not good. So, no. um, I've always loved boxing. You know, big UFC, big combat sports guy. I used to watch boxing with my dad when I was a little kid. He loved boxing, so I've always had that kind of passion for it. And my buddy, who's a doctor, was like, "That's the best overall training for like cardio, just for working everything." He's like, "So do it." So our our buddy, who's a comic, Sergio Chacon, great comic, hilarious guy. Yeah. Sweet dude. Great dude. Uh, we, we've been doing one-on-one sessions for the last couple of weeks. And they're, they've been great. Like, I already feel myself, you know, getting better and improving. And uh, I went yesterday. I normally go on Tuesday mornings. By the grace of God, he canceled this week and was like, hey, man, can we do Wednesday instead of Tuesday? And I was like, yes, thank God. Because if I, I wouldn't have been able to do it on Tuesday. I was still like, no, dude. you know, in a wretched place. No so, way. Even yesterday morning, we record this on Thursdays. Yesterday morning, I'm walking to it. It's at 10 a.m. and I'm it's the it's a little hot out, and I'm going, uh, dude, I might die here, <laughs> you know. But yeah, uh, it 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 felt so good to do it and get exercise and sweat and be done with it because there's no greater feeling than when you put in a solid hour of work and then you go, oh, I'm done. I don't have to yes. w- deal yeah. with this for another week. And it's, so, it re- uh, you know, what reminds me of it reminds me of the Simpsons when they get back from church and they're like, this is the one, this, this is the longest part of the week because <laughs> it's the farthest point from the next, next church, like, like, like the, yeah. the next round of church or whatever. It's the best. That was, I, that, I put my name up today. We, uh, unfortunately our, our wonderful virtuoso producer, Buster Palm hurt his palm this week and, uh, he's on the DL, so we can't converse with him, but so he can't bring our names up. But I put Langdon Alger as my name this week, which is a very deep Simpsons cut. If you can Langdon recall, Alger, it. I know the name. What's it from again? What's what episode? It's from Bart on the road when Bart gets his fake ID and they rent a car and him and Millhouse and <laughs> Martin and Nelson go to Knoxville, Tennessee. But the yeah. B story is Lisa forms this like new camaraderie with Homer. And so she has a sleepover with him in the power plant so he can work his night shift and she keeps him company. 
And he goes, you know, they're playing truth or dare. He goes, so do you have a crush on anybody? She's like, dad. He's like, what? I won't tell. She goes, well, his name's Langdon Alder. Oh, yeah, that's goes, right. Lisa has the cutest little moment. She goes, I don't know who that is. She goes, nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> He's quiet. He likes puzzles. I just love her little. Nobody does. <laughs> and how many how many Langdon Algers do we know in comedy? We're like, nobody does. He's quiet. He likes puzzles. Yeah, he's quiet. He likes puzzles. That's the best line. My Kaplan, everybody. Um, my Kaplan. He's quiet. He likes he likes quiet. He likes word games. <laughs> so that was my little uh, Simpsons reference to this week's episode. But we want to wish uh, Buster Palm, our buddy, our producer, Mike Suarez. He was texting us last night. I guess he got his finger stuck in the gas tank. Jesus Christ. And uh, that can that can hurt, man. Those yeah, little dude. tiny things. So I was the way he's describing it. I go, did the car drive away with your finger still stuck in it or what happened? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, he's at the doctor right now. We're recording this. So we really appreciate it. And, and we want to uh, thank him so much because the dedication. He's literally recording this from the waiting room of the doctor's office. I'm guessing I on his know. laptop or his I phone. I don't know how he's even doing it. So. Thank you so much to Buster Palm. We hope we hope your palm. Um, he busted his palm. He literally busted his palm. Yep, and we hope your palm gets fixed so you can do as much porno as you need to do. <laughs> a, a, just just an endless amount of porno with your Buster Palm uh, signature name. Um, Tony, you're you're up next, buddy. The way this show's going, we, one of us has been taken out each week. So I know. be careful tonight. Well, tonight, yeah, I'll probably get <laughs> murdered at my own party. I'll just, yeah, I'll be on the way back and some shit will happen. I'll, you know, I'll get COVID you got 10 any minutes big into expectations the party. or anything. Do you get any gifts for your birthday? Because I got to tell you, I got you something and I'm very proud of it. You and did? I'm not going to tell you online. We'll go over it next week. But I, I pick up on these little things and I went, you mentioned something and I went and I, I stored it in the vault. Oh, get out of here. It might be overselling it a little bit. It's nothing big or grandiose. No, but no, but whatever it is. Thing that I think you're going to really enjoy and get a kick out of. Oh, now I can't wait. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I got a bunch of good gifts. I, uh, um, my, cause that's the other got... thing. Sorry not to cut you off. That's the other thing about it in our age. It's like, you don't really ask for anything or expect no, to get I don't any expect gifts. anything. So the minute you said you got something, I went, Oh my God. That's because I'm a good friend, but <laughs> you're my, you're great you have guy. a girlfriend now. And I feel like this is might be where it's coming from because the relationships, that's when you get the gifts. That's when you get the gift. So she got me. She already got me. Well, my birthday's already passed. So she she got me cool gifts. She got me the the like it actually is like better your life gifts basically, which is what I need. So yeah. uh, she got me uh, a, a subscription to that Misfits like fruits and vegetables thing where they just send it to your house. Okay. Uh, which is like I need because I, I've talked about. I just got that. I got myself that Ninja Grill so I can make the vegetables on the Ninja Grill. Uh -huh. So, so I'm trying. You know, Dutch is trying to you know change his life here and, and survive past the age of fifty three, and um, and then the other thing she got me, she got me a massage and and she got me a nice. cookbook for my for my grill. So she got me a massage that I'm going to on Sunday. I've only gotten one other massage in my life and I loved it and I mentioned it to her. Really? And she did the same kind of thing. She stored it in the vault and she went, "Here's your massage." I got one of those for Christmas. I still haven't used it yet because you got it. Is it your, would it be your first one ever? No, right? No, it, but it'd be the first one in a very long time because I carry a lot of tension to my shoulders. So do like I do. My my shoulder blades are basically up behind my earlobes. That's how tight I am up there. And you ever have somebody where somebody you might have we might have even done it to each other because we're so we're such good pals that we just give each other massages. <laughs> but 
when somebody does you like like they almost grab your shoulders just to be like, hey, what's up? And they do the thing, and they the multiple times friends have done that to me and gone, Jesus Christ, yes. what is wrong with your? Yeah, that happens to you, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's called hypertension. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, you know the silent killer. It's a AK. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, exactly. That's happened, and that's why I asked one, f- asked for one for Christmas, and uh, I have. I guess it's this massage envy place, but there's yeah. no one near Astoria, so I have to remember to bring the gift certificate when I come out to see my mom, where I am right now, because as you know, Marianne and Sean Donnelly, it's, it's a same birthday. birthday. Yes, that's birthday. right. The yeah. great Marianne Fiore, uh, Sean Absolutely. Donnelly, uh, Malcolm X. Uh, really? and, yeah, Malcolm X and Michael Che. So you, you can tell your mom she has the oh, same birthday as my, good Michael Che. Yeah, and there's a but there's a couple others too in comedy. There's a couple other uh, May nineteenth. Uh, it's a movie podcast. Where any so uh, any movies, big celebrities. I think I used to know a few that I ca- I can't think of right now on the spot, but th- there's a few actors that have May nineteenth as well. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, my th- I think my famous one is Mark Wahlberg. That might he might be the top of the list for us. Wait, he is May nineteenth. No, June fifth. I'm sorry. Oh, yours mine. for yours for your birthday. I was like, oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Which that's is pretty great. Up. I, <laughs> <laughs> you just you just said that like you were at Joe's fruit stand. <laughs> um, uh, Nick Kroll, hey, Sean. Nick Kroll, My... I think is a June fifth in comedy. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's great. Um, and oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe. Joe Gatto from uh, Impractical Jokers. Joe. We figured oh, that out yeah. one time. We were like, yeah, hey, we're both June fifth. All um, all great people, including Mark Wahlberg, because I'm yeah. close personal friends with Mark Wahlberg, obviously, and um, <laughs> good guy, really good guy. <laughs> tell you a very sad one that uh, might be oh. a little touchy. What is it? <laughs> Brianna Taylor. Jesus Christ, Andy! I said it was going to be touchy. I didn't realize. I thought <laughs> you fucking maniac. What a happy <laughs> conversation. Yeah, but I thought it was gonna be like somebody who just died, like something like an well, actor. Technically, just... she... <laughs> Jesus Christ! I hope my chances. This poor right now. woman. This poor woman. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> that that hopped, that popped in your head. Like, okay, so if you, actually, it would have been worse if you just listed her off with the others. If you're like Nick Kroll, Deanna <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> like, what are you? Where are you yeah, putting yeah, this you in your brain? Rule of threes here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus, but yeah, that well, R.I.P. Brianna Taylor. I, yes, you know, obviously, I, you know, I don't know how old she would that. have been in June, but we'll think about her on your birthday as well. We'll have a let's have a shot for Brianna Taylor at sure. my party well, tonight. Don't say shot, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't mean that. Oh my God, this is all, dude. I, I don't even know if we can what have this in our the podcast. Producer here, when the, when the kids have no supervision, it just goes off the rails. I a hundred percent did not mean to say that. I know. We, we are. Not, I am not a shock jock. I'm not. We're not. This is not the Kumia Network. We're not. We're not actively trying to. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh um, my god no oh, that's funny. Uh, I mean, I a, we'll have a drink for brianna taylor yes. um yes but dude yeah i uh you know what's so funny is i i watched <laughs> i think i watched this also and talked about it on the podcast and if it's a repeat i'm really sorry that it is but it fits in 
exactly to what you just mentioned about what you've been doing to, to work out. I, Ooh. you know me, I think one of my favorite things to do, we've talked about on the show is a impromptu. I'm going to watch this movie like, and on TV. So I, you, you like it because you're a channel flipper, which I was as well. Love but you're like, flip. you're like a, like, you're like a professional channel. Flip. I went, I was at your house. Like you are, you have it down <laughs> to a science. You have it down to like, your 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 thumbs must be gigantic because of the amount of flipping that you do. <laughs> well, this is funny because this is going to tie into what I was uh, watching last night after you. But uh, and it's funny because our friend and very funny comedian Carmen Lynch texted the, both of us yesterday. She goes, "Hey, what do you guys use for like internet and cable around here?" I just go, "Yeah, I use Spectrum. I'm a jerk off. I still pay for cable. Yeah, because I like to flip, and a lot of it is for you know for me and my sports my sports fandom, but." Spectrum does do this thing, and I know you have Verizon FiO, so I don't know if they do this thing. But well, I have you... just the internet for it, though. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So for you know dinosaurs like me who still have regular cable, <laughs> yeah, it holds up to like nine of your last watched previous channels. So you know, classically, the remote control had whatever channel you were watching, and then you flip over I'm back, yeah, the last or previous channel button, and you just flip between the two. Spectrum cable. If you hit the up or down arrow, it brings up those last nine. So you can kind of scroll through, and it has turned my flipping game into a real piece of art because I can not only uh, – Shawnee, honestly, this year, obviously last year, there was no March Madness for COVID reasons. This year, you know when there's like six games on six at once? Six games going on, yeah. Oh, dude, my <laughs> game was through the roof. I was going back dude. and forth in between shots. It was fucking a thing of beauty. That's the channel flipping equivalent of like one of those those cup stacker kids. Those <laughs> yeah, like that's exactly what I'm spinning <laughs> plates over here. He's out riding fences. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. You must be in heaven. You must be in heaven. I love that feature. It's my favorite feature. Because guys don't want to know what's on TV. Guys want to know what else is on TV. That's you flipping through all the women nest. Wow! You take so you the take and she boos me. <laughs> well, we are back to the guilds of Seinfeld already. <laughs> um. So, oh, dude, I didn't even know that was the case because I haven't had regular cable it's in a while. A but fun feature. So, they, so I just wanted to thank you for noticing that I am a good flipper. Really good flipper. You, your timing is down great because we were one, the one one time I came out there. We were going to do a show in Jersey, right? And um, we were hanging out uh, watching TV, and you like knew when to bounce back. Like you knew, like ah, it was like a great. It, the, the the artistry was just just amazing. So I read this the kindest thing you've ever said to me. I really <laughs> just, I, <laughs> that can't be the kindest thing. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, um, uh, no. So, but basically, uh, the YouTube version of, of of TV, the YouTube TV version of a movie just being on like to flip back and forth from is they just save stuff they think you're gonna like, almost like how YouTube videos uh -huh, are, whatever uh -huh. it is. So once again. They they showed me Creed two and I fell for it. I uh, commercials and all. I went right into it. So funny, dude. Because I watched the original one like three times this week, just like three separate days at like different points. It was it's just been on. So the Creeds must have been on this week. The Creeds must yeah they must have played them a they're bunch. Great man, I love. They're them. great man. They're so good. There's there's so I'll tell you because it's it takes that model. Of like, uh, if you want to call it a boxing movie or a fighting movie or like a or a um cut, not even a coming of age. I don't know what you would call it or like a you know the, like the the, the 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 get knocked down and come back kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The, and the it little takes the underdog. It, 
and and there's been so many others in the past. The original Rockies are like that. And this takes it and puts it on steroids, these things. And <laughs> whoever's directing these Literally, things or editing these steroids. things. Yeah, 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 exactly. And um, whoever is just putting these things together, they know they've watched – uh, like they must have watched every type of movie like this from the eighties, nineties and two thousands. And we're like, okay, I'm going to make a better version. I'm going to make a new, a, a new mousetrap. Yeah. I'm going to make a better version of what this thing is because they, you don't right. lose interest. I don't lose interest. One second. The Not only thing girl. I will say the, the woman who plays his girlfriend is corny. Like the whole cor the girlfriend thing going deaf is corny. To her me. name I, is Tessa Thompson. She's a great actress, but he's also in Ragnarok. But the character is really corny to me in the in the in the uh, yeah she's in Ragnarok she's great in that but like yeah. and she's in Westworld is, is also right right um right. and she's a great actress but in these movies I'm I, like she's a little better in one she's pretty good in one yeah but you gotta have a love interest you know it's, mm -hmm. it's, you gotta have the Adrian but from what I understand so I can bring up something new about this I watched Creed two. I actually think that I like it better even than when I saw it the other two times I saw it like I think I'm into it more even. Yeah, uh, because I'm I just have to watch fan. it again because I've only seen it the one time and I've seen Creed a bunch, but I have to watch part two again. But then I saw an article not too far before I saw Creed two again uh, saying that the next Creed, no Rocky. And I wanted to find well, out what you uh, thought about on. that. Hold on. There may be a reason for that. Uh, oh, what is it? We, we can just say because we don't know. Yes, so answer. Not in real life, but the character. No, but I don't think they're even doing that, dude. Well, then I'm no, going to have to have this is the, the thing. We all know that Rocky's days are numbered in the, in the Creed world of the Rocky yeah. movies. The yeah. canon, which I, I, the Creed one and twos are a part of. I consider these Rocky movies. So do I. Now they've and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I am just not as familiar with Creed part two than one. You know, they discover Rocky's got cancer at the end. He's whole big motivational speeches. I'm going to fight this thing if you're going to fight. And you yeah. Know, yeah. He's this guy with, uh, you know, pretty Ricky Conlon. But I don't remember just because of lack of familiarity with part two where they left off that storyline. Well, he basically he got him through it. So so. OK, so Creed. So Adonis helps Rocky get through the cancer and they even mentions it during the movie. They actually do a nice little job of it. His arc in two is the idea I that's why I think the end of two is the end of the character of Rocky in the creeds and they're telling you that but you I didn't realize it because I'm like how are you not going to have these movies with him at least in it a little bit because at the end of two which I'll just say because they've been out it's been out for three years at this point or whatever it is two years yeah, yeah um he talks about calling his son and hanging up you know during the movie and he doesn't know what to say to him and what do I do uh, we're not even really we can't relate right. whatever it is and at the end they drop him off in front of his son's house, he comes in. Yes. The son goes, yes. do you want to come? This is, he introduces the grandson. This is your grandfather. And Rocky gets all filled up and he gets in the house. And, uh, and, and then that's, that's pretty much the end of the movie. Right. But I think what they're trying to say at that point is, Hey, he's come full circle. Rocky is now, uh, fixed things up with his estranged son and he's over the cancer and you're not going to now Creed is its own thing. And that's what they're going to go for. But what that's I would have loved disappointing because it, it is, Listen, Even if, if it was, you're gonna, if you want to make a, a blockbuster Creed Part Three and really tug on the heartstrings and make a great ending or whatever to this trilogy, if that's even their plan, yeah, have Rocky die. Have and Rocky I, die. And, as a huge, tremendous Rocky fan, yeah, I, we all know my love of Rocky. Mm -hmm. That's hard for me to say. I don't ever want to see the character die. But if you want to make a great movie 
Like, I don't want to see Michael Corleone die, but, but if you want to make a great movie, you got to pull on the tug on the heartstrings. And Andy, I don't mind seeing that if it makes for a great film. Well, that's the thing. Talk about. We'll just the, leave them out. Talk about a franchise coming back from the dead, right? Exactly. Talk about like what was what was the Rockies going to be known for? Rocky Five with Tommy Gunn right. and got the guy who said he got cured himself of AIDS in it real life. A that joke. guy. And then Rocky Balboa is like, eh, but, but but, but, but Rocky of... Balboa at least they are getting into the idea. They're living on the planet Earth. Right. Like at least Rocky Balboa, they're going. Hey, we know he's old and he's going to fight this young guy yeah. and we matched them up electronically. Rocky Five, yeah. Yeah. So, but what the Creeds did was they breathed. I think Creed 2 made Rocky 4 a better movie, which a lot of people get mad at me. They're like, Rocky 4 is a great movie. I'm like, no, it's not. It's the most 80s thing ever. And it's, I mean, it's, it's cheesy. And don't get me wrong, it's 80s, look, it's cheesy. But talk about making, like, giving, giving Ivan Drago an arc. And he's not just the one, the one-dimensional <laughs> guy. Like Rock yeah. Creed Two, at the end they even have an arc. Uh, Drago and his son have an arc. Uh, They're not great. just the bad guy. It's great. It's so great. So, I agree with you. If you, if you, if this helped the franchise, just make the first f- ten minutes of the movie the cancer coming back, the funeral, Creed moving on from there. Just make that. Make just make it that. If you totally. Want. And then that's it. And then that's how so Rocky. I'm if that's what you mean by I, cutting out Rocky, because I I feel like this Creed franchise, for whatever you want to call it, just talking about those two movies alone, has paid such great tribute to Rocky that they just wouldn't act like he wasn't there anymore. I think there got to be some sort of nod, if indeed it's true that they're going to, uh, you know, cut him out of the third picture or whatever. But yeah, um, I I, let's hope so. what, I hope it's done right. From what I could tell, they are meaning he's not in the movie. And I just make no sense to me. If it's done right, I'm fine with that. Well, no, but he, no, no, no. It doesn't but here's the thing. be about Rocky because this is, you know, uh, no. Adonis Creed's movies, you know. Now. Exactly. But and it does. It's a nice, but, it's, it's a nice tribute. But as a tribute to Stallone, what you should do is if you're going to have Rocky die, so you can't have three starting off with Rocky's dead and it's flashbacks to the him walking away from the funeral, whatever it is. You got to at least let the guy have one little speech before he dies to Adonis, even if it's not not on a deathbed corny thing. Yeah, even if it's yeah. like the last thing he said to him or, hey, we met up and uh, I, he was at my last bout and we did this. Even if it's a little flashback, have know, one little thing like that. What Just his, so his Stallone. To, yeah. Because if, if, if they are Rocky movies, you have to have Stallone in the last Rocky movie, even if it's for like a minute say, and a half. If they are Rocky movies, no franchise has been able to do montages better than the Rocky movies. They can do cut back and forth to say maybe Adonis is thinking about Rocky. You know, maybe he's visiting Rocky's grave, much like Rocky would go and visit Adrian and Paulie's grave. Uh, they yep. can do it very well. And he, and he thinks back to his memories of Rocky building him up in the Conlon fight. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm going to fight yeah. this. And then, you know, him training and him talking about his dad, Apollo. There's a way to do it f- nice and right without having Stallone be in it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, did, in Rocky and Creed 2, how funny was it that they had Brigitte Nielsen in it, but they basically were like, you can't talk. <laughs> you just, you're not allowed to say anything, you lunatic. I think just, about that every time. She has like one word. She's just like, and she says something yeah. in Russian, and then it's just like she says hello dude. to the sun, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's how good these movies are. 
They that's what I'm made, saying. There's ways heart. to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ways to do it. That, yeah, like less is more in these situations. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially with Brigitte Nielsen. Especially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she makes she makes sense for the movie she was in. Um, like that's what I mean about Rocky Four. It's like, yeah, Brigitte Nielsen's in it, and she's a terrible actress, and then she lost her mind after a while. Um in real life, but I mean, like, even her acting in Rocky Four is very '80s acting. It's what? Very, I, don't, I don't give her all this knocking on Rocky Four. So, what are the? It's come on, bud. What are you doing? Oh, you're one of those people that thinks it's a good, really good movie. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's great. <sighs> I know it's a campy, but it's still it's great it's, in the in the in the quadruplicity. I don't know what you call it a four movie. Set. Okay, so so Not a trilogy, but a quadrilogy. Okay, maybe that works. <laughs> That probably works. Um, I'm not saying it's bad. It's a fun movie, but Creed, the Creeds are like so much better as far as films go. Like they really, they, they really amped up the, like the, like the believability and the real life. Like, you know, like that well, was like better than one or two. There might not even be better than three. Uh, what, what four is better okay, than three. Go easy here, pal. What would you say? Be very careful what you say next to me. <laughs> I know it's your birthday and all. But I, I will drop you like Apollo drop in the, in, in the, tonight at your birthday party. It's like the third fight between Creed and Stone. I look, I just look at you. I go, ding, ding. <laughs> you you use the boxing moves you you learned over yeah, the past yeah, two yeah. weeks. Watch out! You're like, I call this the Sergio special. I'm like, what? Boom! You just punch me in the face. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. And. But what I am no, what I'm saying is what I said before, which is you those movies brought a dead franchise and a kind of a joke franchise, making like it 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 legitimized a joke franchise the same way that Rambo's the last Rambo I watched, the one before the last one, people yeah. were like the whole theater was laughing about how ridiculous it was. <laughs> right, and that right, was right. kind of becoming the MO of these movies. And the MO was being like they're not based in reality. Um, even four is like you have this gigantic Russian that could just <laughs> just blow this guy over, you know, with, with just push him over. Uh, but he 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 loses because Americans America always wins, and it was a Cold War situation. Yeah, a metaphor it. for the Cold War. I mean, come on, we're working on different levels here. <laughs> I won't have you badmouth this great franchise <laughs> any longer. No, but I'm saying from a filmmaking standpoint. Sure, Creed, sure. No. the Creed movies—they're great. I love them. They're great. They're great. I gotta watch part two again. Speaking of great, uh, I can't believe it's taken us a half hour to get to this already. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know this was one of your boys, but um, I, I have—you can say—you know—it's—it's it's obviously Charles Grodin passed away, and yeah. I know. So, you remember know, a couple of weeks ago when you admitted to me uh, that you hadn't seen Cool Hand Luke. No way. No. <gasps> no. Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? Yep. <gasps> no I've, way. There's the little difference here. Wait, is I've, it is it is it Midnight Run? It's Midnight Run. No! Holy cow. <laughs> Holy, I've never okay, seen here's the thing. I deserve this. <laughs> I, I absolutely Oh my I, god! Here, I've seen like twenty minutes of it, and then I had whatever. I've never seen it from start to finish. Wow. Well, here's the thing. Um, 
It's a little bit different. <laughs> it's not, it, it should be as legendary as Cool Hand Luke, but it's not. Obviously, it's not as as uh, big of a movie as far as the history of the film goes. Um, but I got to be honest, I'm not mad. I, I, but you did. You kind of did the same thing I did. You I never. Was, you did this. Never you never alluded. You alluded to the fact, like you 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 would kind of make it seem like you knew it. Like if I brought That's it up, exactly. Yeah, that's so, why I thought it was perfect. I went, I got to finally come clean on this one. So I would like a formal written apology <laughs> for giving me, for talking about being betrayed. Because you know how much, I, it, it, honestly, it's honestly it's on par. It's on par with how much you love Cool Hand Luke and I how much I love Midnight Run. Yeah, so, okay, we're in the, wow, now we're back at, uh, we're back at, um, so Square how about one this? Here. I will. I'll do. That'll be my homework assignment for next week. I will get it done in a week. I will watch the entirety I, of Midnight Run. By well, now. that's why I got to say I'm not even mad. I'm just excited that you get to watch it. That's and how I, I felt the same way. What, what I almost would love to do is me. Well, it doesn't matter if we watch it together because I want you to watch it. Like it's not like we're going to do a podcast yeah, yeah. while we're watching. Yeah, I can't watch it for the first time. You go watch. Watch right here. Watch, <laughs> watch, watch, watch. <laughs> because I, I know I would do that. To I can I can't promise I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that, that girl was so when I was dating that girl over the summer in August, she hadn't seen any like our first three times hanging out. I showed her Network, Jaws, and Fargo, and the amount of annoyance I think that I portrayed just going, "What? But watch this coming up. I know, but shut up. Here's you gotta watch this." Or just saying, you know, it's just like you can't watch with people. Yes, the worst. It's those a type of situation where somebody, I, I, this is how I feel. I am when I'm doing that. Like I'm almost not literally mouthing, not literally mouthing the words, but like almost like you want to mouth the words, and people can feel the energy next to them, and they just want to murder you. Where I'm like, totally. like you're almost like getting antsy in your seat, and you're moving around because you know a good scene's coming up. Yeah, like a, like a little child just being like, yeah. Well, yeah. Just I want I want you to see this, and I want okay, okay. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. I, Kevin James has such a great joke in Sweat the Small Stuff, which is a great stand-up special. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like 20 years ago, though now. Yeah, but he does basically that same exact joke where he's just like, I can't go to the movies with my wife anymore because she'll go to the movies that she likes with her girlfriends. And if she really likes the movie, she'll want to go with me. So then she already knows what's happening. So she'll be like, oh, ooh, watch this. And I'll be like, <laughs> What was I doing? Just <laughs> I was watching. What was I doing? That's hey, that is the exact right answer to that question. Every time yeah. somebody does that. But. It's almost like I, I I even told you that story about how my dad saw Usual Suspects, and then yes. I was watching it with him for the first time, and we get to the end of Usual Suspects when you're supposed to think it's Gabriel Byrne, and they're doing the breakdown like it's Gabriel sure. Byrne who is Kaiser Soze, and my Kaiser dad is literally I'm, my dad <laughs> my dad is literally looking back and forth from the screen oh. to me with a giant smile, going, <laughs> "Well, I guess it's over." Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> that Which, about wraps it up. <laughs> or does it? So there's like a certain, when you have information somebody else doesn't have, there's a human thing inside of you where it's like, ooh, I'm going to spoil this so bad, yeah. but I can't do that. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, I'm so excited you get to watch it for like the yes. first time. Please, please, please sit down. And uh, watch it. I think it is. And if it's not, please rent it. I will give I'll you the money. Yeah. Maybe you can have uh, the birthday girl, um, Marianne Fiore, pay for it on um, on demand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
actually no. tried to find it last night. I swear <laughs> to God, I did. I couldn't find <laughs> it here. You um, are you are bilking that household for movie <laughs> rental fees <laughs> time narrative. and time again. Yeah. Um, my inheritance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm bilking my inheritance four ninety nine at a time. <laughs> the amount of movies I watch is adding up. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Chaz Grodin. I got to say, one of my favorite. Um, and I know this is probably just, you know, me remembering from when I was a little kid was that um, is obviously Beethoven, you know, which I thought was amazing being a dog person. And just it goes to show the dryness that he could deliver a line and the sarcasm. It wasn't a thing I picked up on until See, I was probably in my 30s because yeah. I it was it was on. And for whatever reason, I was watching it. And it's right in the beginning when they get the puppy. And they go, what should we name it? And Charles Grodin, <laughs> in the driest line ever, he goes, you could call it Ding Dong Head, and you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> it's just such a sarcastic line. And I thought Ding Dong Head is such a funny name. It, well, I don't know why, but it just made me lose my mind. You my friend, wait until you watch Midnight Run. Wait, <laughs> just the amount of pleasure. If you like Ding Dong Head, you, I cannot wait until you see Charles Grodin at his best. Because you, what about the other one of my Charles Grodin favorites, which is uh, Clifford with him and Martin Short. Oh. And Clifford is a movie that you either love or you hate because a lot yeah, of people yeah. hate it. A lot of people think it's so creepy because Martin Short plays a 10-year-old boy. And it's also a movie that was supposed to come out in like 90. It was supposed to come out in like 91. And then Orion Pictures went out of business. And their whole slate was like just was like shelved for a while. And then whoever bought their slate of pictures, like started putting them out slowly. Because my sister, I think I said this in the podcast once. My sister Tara remembers Martin Short mentioning it on The Tonight Show. And then it I, never came out. And then out of nowhere, it, it like had a really limited release like two years later. But it is such a whacked out, absurd move. I love because it's Martin Short and it's Charles Grodin. It's so wacky. great. It's so great. I was watching the clip last night where, uh, oh, the best one ever. Charles Grodin's just going <laughs> to Martin. He's going, can you just stop acting like that? Just act like a normal person. Just look at me like a normal person. Martin, you just go. I know this is visual, but you just going. Yeah. Oh, I posted it's it. So it's genius. I posted it on the DYM, was, uh, the DYM the, the Instagram. Might have been where I saw it. Right where you so. saw it. Right, check out the DYM Instagram. It's at the DYM podcast. Oh Check it God. out because I, I posted the clip once I found out Charles Grodin died and people right away were like, I love this scene. I, I Oh my God. It's this is the movie's it's the best. So funny. It's like a sleeper one that people don't want to admit they like. And then when you bring it up, they go, Oh my God, it's the best. Yeah. So, but I one of the reasons it's the best is because Charles Grodin, that, that thing that you're talking about, it, it, he never got appreciated for that being like this legend of comedy because he's so dry. People just thought he was a serious actor that was thrown into comedies, you know, that kind of thing. He had all those great late night appearances on Letterman too, where he would just play it straight and dry. And you go, this is like, he's kidding, but it's just, Oh, it's you know, great. Letterman, Letterman going. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to do it justice if I rehash it here, but just YouTube those clips because it's so it's just such a it's actually just a masterclass of acting. If you want to watch somebody not break and just play something so dry, it's yes. really, really impressive. Dude, I'm so excited for you to watch um, 
for watching. And I will say, I'm sad that the guy has passed away. And also, uh, our condolences to his daughter, yes. Marion Groden, Marian. who is a comic who I don't know very well. Um, but uh, but we're sorry about your dad, and and that sucks. Absolutely. Um, and we're I go back a we long time okay. to Marion Groden. She, oh, you do. Uh, she, I mean, I, I we're not very tight, but we know each other, and she used to host a lot of the very first shows that I did in New York City when I first started doing comedy, like 2003, 2004. I used to do a lot of you know what they call bringer shows at the old Gotham Comedy Club, and she was always hosting them and running them, and that was my first foray into New York City comedy uh, was with Marion Groden's shows. So, uh, yeah, sorry for your loss, obviously. I go back a lot, almost 20 years with her. Oh, know? wow. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so, uh, but the other, the other side of it is like, eh, not that 86 is 112, but it's like, well, you're 86. I, I, I would be really excited is. to make it to 86. I'd be so thrilled. 100%. I'd be Absolutely. so psyched. But the, um, yeah. Wow, I, I'm so excited for your, your homework assignment. <laughs> well, let me tell you why I didn't watch a movie last night, because I went out to dinner with my mom and my older sister for uh, Marianne's birthday, which was very lovely. Happy and birthday, Marianne, by the way. Absolutely. Mrs. Um, Fiore, I, I felt weird just saying Marianne, because yeah. I have that, I have that well, weird... You, you were still from that generation where you, we yeah. don't... I still... It was drilled in me to never call my friends or elders yeah. by their first names. That was like... I would get in trouble for that. Same Even here. if like I went over to a friend's house and they were like, you can call me Dana and you can call him Paul. And yeah. it'd be like, no, you're Mr. And Mrs. Murphy. Yes. I will get in trouble if I my parents hear me calling you by <laughs> well, your first name. They'll find out somehow. We'll yeah, find, yeah. Even, if, even if you don't tell them, I don't tell them. They'll just see it on my face when I get home. That's so I, I, I hear what you mean. I still, I still, as a 42-year-old man, call like my best friends of 40 years their parents Mr. and Mrs. Brown, Mr. and Mrs. Corcoran. So do I. Where even though they're like, I think now you can call us Joe, Diana, you know, like, nope. I'm like, eh, it doesn't feel right to me. Doesn't feel right to me either. No <laughs> way. So uh, we get home from dinner. It's around eight o'clock. There's a, you know, me. I'm right in the midst of hockey playoff madness is going on now, Shawnee. Oof. And I know my New York Rangers are not in it, but I still am a big fan of hockey and I now get to root for the teams I hate the most to lose, which is very fun because I'm texting with my boys from college and uh, the Boston Bruins are playing the Washington Capitals and I fucking hate the Capitals. So I'm just pulling for the Bruins out of kind of solidarity with my buddy from college. And it's just because I hate them. I don't think I mentioned on the show when we took that ride to Pennsylvania and there was a there was a Rangers game going on. It was Rangers Islanders. Yes. And it's also made me realize how, not just how much of a sports fan you are, but how much of a sports fan I am not. And I never have been because you were visibly like, I, I think I was like making jokes about it a little bit. And I was like, oh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And you were visibly getting frustrated. <laughs> but where I was like, oh, I'm not going to let this get to a certain point. Like, right, like that's right, right. how much of a sports fan uh, Andy is. Because like you were, you were like, like, like just getting, you were getting. Well, speaking of antsy, you're getting antsy in your seat. Yeah, you were really I like turn the car off the road God on the Islanders. Damn score. it! Yeah, right. Exactly. I was almost a casualty of the of the Rangers losing. Like I was almost <laughs> just like, let's just drive into that 18 wheeler and just end it because they can't get to the fucking playoffs. Well, so here's what I'm gonna tell you is that this is kind of a nice luxury I have now. Obviously, I'd want the Rangers to be in the playoffs, but I can now kind of watch 
playoff hockey, which is known for its dramatic games that go into overtime. You know what I mean? Yeah. When the Rangers aren't in it, I can kind of watch it stress-free. And it's still fun for you because you like and the sport. And it's still fun because it's yeah. great overtime hockey. You never know what's going to happen, who's going to score. It's just so crazy. And, you know, I still try and pick a team. So, like I said, I pick the team I hate the most, and then I root for against them. Yeah. So I'm rooting for the Bruins last night, and this game you is were, a, You were born in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everything's based off hate for your hockey. <laughs> You merely adopted the doctor. You really adopted. <laughs> I was. Born. I can do a very good Bane, and I can do a very good uh, Joker from. This town needs a better class of criminal. <laughs> I can do the both of those very good. So, uh, it's a thriller of a game. It goes into overtime, and I'm sitting there watching uh, the first overtime. Nobody scores. Now at this point, it's getting on to about, I don't know, ten o'clock p.m. on the East Coast. And uh, it's intermission. You know, they got to take off about 15 minutes. They resurface the ice, the Zamboni and everything. You get a little rest in between periods. Games going into double overtime between the Boston Bruins and the Washington Capitals. So in between periods, I just flip over to see how the Yanks are doing. Just playing a regular midseason game on a Wednesday night. And uh, they're in Texas. It's the fifth inning, very end of the fifth inning. And... Corey Kluber, who is the Yankees pitcher, I catch the third out and they go up. The scoreboard comes up. It goes, Corey Kluber pitching a gem through five innings has not allowed a hit yet. So now you go, all right, sixth inning, no hits. I'm listening. I'm watching yeah. with curiosity. <laughs> so I watch the sixth inning. No hits. Gets through six. Now what's coming back? And this is why you bringing up my flipping skills before came into play the double overtime game comes on. I go, ah, I go, what do I do here? I, cause I'm at my mom's house. I don't have my, uh, my, you know, triple flipper. It's a sports Sophie's choice right there. It's a sports Sophie's choice. So you miss one second of hockey by Murphy's law. You're going to miss the goal, the overtime goal. Yeah. So basically the luxury I'm afforded with baseball is that every time Corey Kluber pitches another hitless inning. The Yankees now come to bat for about 10 minutes. So that gives me 10 minutes of watching the hockey game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right, right. So now I'm sitting there. This Boston-Washington game is thrilling. I'm texting our friend Mike Somerville. He's going, are you watching these games? I'm going, I'm watching both. I'm losing my mind over here. <laughs> I'm going back and forth. I'm watching the hockey game, trying to watch as much as that before anybody scores. And then I got to check in. So basically what I'm doing is I'm flipping now back and forth after every Corey Kluber pitch. Because baseball, notoriously slow. You've got about 20 seconds. Yeah, wow. See, I told so you, man. Forth, I'm going, Just okay, a, okay. a maestro of flipping on TV. Just a maestro. a maestro. So the seventh inning. Bob Cobb. No hits still. Wow. Eighth inning comes up. No hits. And wow. now I'm going over. It's the ninth inning. This guy's throwing a no-hitter. The Yankees haven't had a no-hitter since David Cohn's perfect game in 1999. Wow. That's how rare a no-hitter is. Yeah. So I'm watching the the Boston Caps game. Nobody scored still. So I go, I got to watch the ninth inning. I, what am I doing? And now, also, I'm superstitious. So I'm going, I have to maintain the way I've been flipping Wait, or else I'm going <laughs> to blow the no-hitter for Corey Kluber. It's, and it's going to be all my it's, fault. It's, it's, it's beautiful mind that nobody cares about. Exactly. <laughs> so here's what happens. The first out. Guy grounds out to shortstop. 
Okay, easy out. One down. Just two little outs to go for this no-hitter. The second out, a line drive ripper that bounces right in front of the second baseman, makes a beautiful defensive play, throws it to first. Two down, one more to go for the no-hitter. This guy comes up and hits like a dribbler to second. Glaber Torres throws it to first. No hitter for the Yanks. No hitter for Corey Cooper. <laughs> and I'm, I lose my mind. I'm running around my mom's basement. I'm going, it's a no hitter. You threw a no hitter. And so I this is what I'm mad. saying. You're a sports fan. <laughs> and I dive because I, I kicked my remote halfway across the room. I dive to it like I'm in platoon. And I flip over. Nobody scored in the Bruins Caps game yet. Ooh. So I'm going, all right, all right. I got time. I'm going to miss everything. I'm not going to miss anything. I would go, ah, I, I want to see what he says. I got to see what he says. The reaction to the, you know, the post-game interview. I flip over. I see two minutes of Corey Kluber just, you know, just going, yeah, I feel pretty good out there. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you playing it cool. Yeah. It. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm following on my phone. My buddies text me. I, my Beav, my buddy Beav, who's a Boston fan, he goes, boom. And I go, no. <laughs> I, I overtime goal. Yeah. You flew too close to the sun, Andy. <laughs> I flew too close to the sun. I had to watch the post-game interview. If I had timed everything else out perfectly the whole night, I would have been fine if I had just kept to my guns. But I had to get greedy and watch the post-game interview, and I missed the overtime goal. The was Bruins it win, worth it? Was it worth it watching that interview, Andy? Was it worth it? No, I would have seen it a million times on SportsCenter. <laughs> exactly. But you, you know what you might have had in your head? Hey, the, the excitement of the flipping... I got to flip. So like, I, I want to catch this exactly right. Buddy, so, I was, Oh, I was riding high last night. It took years <laughs> off my life though. The stress, that stress of a no hitter for your team is so crazy. Cause you're just pacing and going, Oh my God. Oh my God. Any little hit, any little fielding error, anything that's going to cost this guy a hit. It's just so crazy and stressful. I don't know how these guys do it. It's one of the biggest things in baseball. It's so funny <laughs> that one of the biggest things in baseball is nothing happening. Like it's like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so it's, rare. It, it's super rare. Yeah. Like, and, and, uh, I didn't know the last Yankees one was since David Cohn. Wow. David Cohn. Yeah. That's crazy. And, uh, he was, he gave up one walk. He was one walk away from a perfect game. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so he gave up one walk in the whole game. One walk the whole game. So you can, as long, you can still have a no hitter, which is extremely honorable and just, you know, and walk somebody. But a true perfect game is no hits, no walks, no base runners, essentially. You know. Oh my God! Yeah, that's crazy. So that was what. That's how I spent my time watching uh, things last night. Just a <laughs> frenzy of sports activity. But man, dude, I was having a blast. I was having fun. You're just losing your mind like you're seven in your mom's basement. Yeah. Just yeah, totally. <laughs> freaking. <laughs> I had one point I ran my mom. I'm like, Mom, turn it on. You're gonna watch. It's almost a no hitter. But I didn't even. I didn't say the words no hitter. I go turn it on. The he's throwing a. The other team's not, and I did the swinging motion. I go, they haven't had a yet. And I went, I go, don't say it. You censored yourself. Like when white people uh, sing rap songs with the N-word in it. Yes, the same way you that's the same way you did it. hundred percent. You cut it out. You did the uh the censoring yourself. That's so funny, man. There, Wait, so, so here's the thing, Sean. Who won the right? hockey game? Because you didn't say who was Bruins, the Bruins. The Bruins scored in uh, oh, double overtime. So you got what you wanted on both games. I got what I wanted on both uh uh in both regards, but yeah, your uh, May nineteenth is always going to be a, uh, a a day in Yankees history now. 
It's going to be a, a no hitter on May 19th. That's so funny. If it's like, hey, next year, I'm like, hey, you want to get drinks for my birthday? You're like, I can't. We're celebrating the no hitter down the block from there. <laughs> That's the Corey Kluber day now. You've been, you're done. You're, yeah, you're 44. It's not going to be a uh, fun time. <laughs> this guy's a great story. He's, he's, he's a very a good comeback story. He had Tommy John surgery, he had back surgery. He's uh, oh, 35 wow. years old. And now yeah. he's going to be a household name. Now he's going to be like a. He'll always, he'll be going down Yankees history. So is he, he's been playing for how long, this guy? A uh, long time. It's a long career. He's won two Cy Youngs, but this is like a comeback year for him. He, he's 35, you know? So. Oh, wow. That's crazy. He well, that was a, a, that was a fun excitement to uh, end this week's episode. Yeah, <laughs> man. I felt bad. I didn't have any movies to talk about, but I go, well, I got a. a oh, you got, you had your own movie. They, somebody <laughs> yeah. should do a movie about a fan, a sports fan just watching like that you should make a short film about like the bouncing back and forth and that's really funny that is funny like, did you ever watch the fan at the Patton Oswalt movie it's actually a great kind of no but I heard it's movie good. about yeah. like sports fanaticism you know? I saw the other fan the one with Wesley Snipes and Robert right, De Niro right, right, right. Tony Scott directed that wasn't that well, good but I've seen I it like swim two fan with uh yeah I saw swim fan <laughs> I have a fan in so my room. Yeah, yeah yeah that's who it is right I think so. Lily Sobieski, who just like, she was popular for like, she was like in Eyes Wide Shut as like, and then that was, and then she was in that movie about the, uh, the house where, what she was it called? Eyes Glass House, Glass Houses or something, whatever it was called. I don't even remember her in Eyes Wide Shut. Where it was like, uh, the, whoever shows up is like a psycho, like it's about a psycho babysitter uh -huh. or something like that. And then, and then she was in Swim Fit. No, I don't think it was. Lily Sobieski and Swim I Fan. Might it was be wrong. I'm sure. I'm I wrong. forget her name, but she kind of looks like it. Was later on. Lily Sobieski yeah. was already done. She changed her name. Know. She. I think she's like a she's like a mathematical genius. Lily Sobieski. Uh -huh. So, and Fidelio. Yeah, exactly. Eyes Wide Shut. We should talk about that on the podcast. I wonder if I don't know where you'd put that on the history of movies, but we could probably uh, put that up against something else. Eyes Wide Shut because I have like mixed feelings about it. You know. Yeah. For another it's, time. For another time, for, for another time. Um, well, Andy, I think we should recap here. Somebody has, uh, uh, you know, that's great no hitter, but Andy has a homework assignment. Everybody, Andy yes. is going to watch one of the greatest movies of all time. That under, oh, we talk about underrated. The thing about Cool Hand Luke, very highly rated movie, great movie, very highly rated. Midnight Run is only getting like it's due now. Like it's this mm -hmm. insane and there's so much to it. I cannot wait for you to see it. I think you'll enjoy it. I want you to be as when I, when you come back next week, I want you to be as honest as possible. If you hated it, we can really get into how, how wrong you are about that. And, um, <laughs> Oh, it is on HBO max. I'm just looking up now. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, but, Danny uh, Elfman. wow. Another Simpsons reference. Music oh, Danny by Elfman, Danny Elfman. Yeah. And Martin Simpsons. Brest who did, uh, he directed it. Who did, he did the Beverly Hills cop movies. Oh, the first two. Uh-huh. Uh, and he did Downhill Racer. And he did a bunch of other stuff, I think, Martin Brest. Um, apparently, it was not a fun filming experience. When Before Yafet Koto died, I did an interview with him, and he said it was like a miserable filming experience. It wasn't fun, uh -huh. uh, which kind of sucks because I love the movie so much, so it sucks that it wasn't that much. Because they, they go, we'll see, they go all over, but I think you knew that right. already, but whatever. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, I'm so glad that uh, um, that Cool, cool Breeze's Tummy is okay, uh, even yeah. though he'll probably destroy it tonight. Yes, at the festivities. Uh, thank you so much to to Michael Buster Palm Suarez for uh, recording us, even though he is literally like in a waiting room and getting his finger fixed. I think he's <laughs> yeah. getting a robot finger. I'm pretty sure. 
Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We have, like I said earlier, we have an Instagram for this show, also a Twitter. It's at the DYM podcast on both platforms. And you can, uh, and Andy is at Andy Fiore on both platforms as well. And I'm at Shawnee Time. And there's also the case of our radio shows. Can you tell them about that, Andy? I sure can, Sean. The Sirius XM company has been nice enough to give us both our own <laughs> radio shows, um, which take place on Wednesdays and Thursdays, both at 4 p.m. You can find Shawnee's show Celebrate uh, on Wednesdays, and you can find my show, The Raw Report, on Thursdays. Uh, they are always on demand. They have a great slate of guests, and uh, we've both been uh, really killing it lately. I was in the car yesterday listening to your uh, very great conversation with uh, Shane Torres. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate Not it. Not a problem. So go check those out. Even if you don't listen to them live, you can always listen to them on demand. And uh, once again, we hope, Buster, you're all right over there. Yeah, and, and thank you to the Laugh Button. Uh, they've yeah. been so great. Um, and they, you know, you can check them out at the Laugh Button on everything as well. And we'll see you guys next week. And thank you so much once again, DYM Nation. Goodbye. So long, everybody. <laughs>